Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with the man who helped Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer create a new land of misfit toys. <laughs> featuring EVs. <laughs> Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Wow. Yeah, what do you think? What do you, what do you think Rudolph would have to say about all this? What do you think, uh, what, how does Rudolph fly? Is it just magic or is, is it fairy dust or what is it? It's propane. It's propane. Yeah. They, they do want him to uh, shift his nose over to electricity though. Yeah. He's, he probably produces electricity with his bright nose. Well, and then, then there's the methane, but we can talk more about that <laughs> later on. <laughs> Christmas and the holiday season is upon us. Uh, oh, very, very great tidings to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year coming up. Uh, we hope you all uh, are going to have a great few weeks here with family, and uh, hopefully uh, the majority of you can stay warm, even if you're in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, I mean, propane provides warmth and transportation fuel, and it's keeping everybody safe and warm for for the holidays. And uh, unfortunately, there's some states out there that are trying to take it away from you, take your choices away, yeah. take this energy security away from you. And uh, that would be pretty unfortunate if you were sitting around, uh, you know, trying to have a good good holiday with your family and, and you couldn't have a, a gas-fired stove anymore. How would that be? Yeah, well, and on top of that, think about what propane does for people, especially during the holiday season. It's an energy that allows you to keep more money in your pocket. Yeah, it's it's super affordable and we don't need to subsidize it at all. We're not going to cut you off of your propane and tell you to go, you know, try to use some other some other source so that you and, and spend more money. But there are people out there that this is actually happening to. And uh new story out of Massachusetts, they're actually going to try to ban natural gas. This is so crazy because I'm a native New Englander and things there are a mess. I mean, consider the New England Patriots. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, Bill Belichick. I mean, word is he and Josh McDaniels are going to reunite with the Chargers and recreate their empire. Not the Chargers wow. empire, the Belichick and sure, McDaniels. Sure. But uh, anyway. Chargers don't have an empire. No, 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 no. They have a corner store but we're, they're working on it. But if you do want to have some fun, yeah, go ahead and Google Boston mayor and see what low IQ thinks oh, she's geez. doing right now. But, but going into what you're talking about, it's so crazy. Massachusetts is ending their love affair with natural gas. And what, what's funny is that there's a story on NBC Boston in Oct October. It says in Massachusetts, customers can expect lower gas bills this winter. And just a couple of days ago, in Massachusetts, natural gas rates rise and <laughs> just in time for winter. <laughs> like, they can't make up their mind which way they're going. No, but this is crazy. Let's let's talk about this for a minute. If one natural gas is is a is a fuel that we use around the world and really in the US it's really helped develop the, the world that we live in today. I mean, the economic value of having an affordable fuel right to your home or your business, it, it's, it's invaluable. You, you can't replace that with, uh, with something else and, and expect the same results um, with, with your economic growth. And, and that's why we're, we are one of the greatest countries. We are the greatest country in the world is because we have clean, affordable energy that's piped right to your house. Now, I know we're all about propane, but without natural gas, we, we really can't have propane either. And this is the, the point that you know we try to make today is 
natural gas serves the communities in, in these large these large cities that depend on a clean affordable fuel and propane serves the same types of communities but more rural areas but also uh you know some of those those places that want to back up to your natural gas and it's it's pretty crazy to think that that massachusetts and they've they've actually kind of you know where they where they're making this rule at is right at the public utility commission they've kind of bypassed all the legislative stuff and went to more um regulatory yeah, so I mean, so things can't be voted on per se. Yeah, and just let's bring everybody up to speed on what's going on because Massachusetts has outlined a new strategy for getting customers and utilities off of natural gas. Um, in Massachusetts, it's working to zero out planet warming emissions by 2050. And the one big question is how the state will wean itself off of natural gas and the heat. The majority of which actually heats, like you said, the majority of homes and buildings. Um, you know, and one obstacle to doing this, they're saying, are gas utilities, uh, and they're going to make it so utilities can't charge gas customers for new gas infrastructure if there's a viable non-gas alternative. It changes the existing cost recovery process that uh, incentivizes adding new gas customers, and it prohibits utilities from using ratepayer money to promote natural gas. So so what does that really mean for, for somebody that's going to try to build a new manufacturing plant or some type of industrial where you need a lot of natural gas to do that. Higher energy costs. Everything's going to be more expensive. Or you're just not going to you're not going to do that in that state at all. Because it's because going to be more you, expensive, yeah. Yeah, if you're an investor or or anybody that's thinking, "Hey, we need to we we need to move into mass and build some uh some big manufacturing facility that requires a lot of energy, the, your your one of your best options is natural gas. So if you don't have that available because they they're not going to allow uh, new expansion, then th- then you're not you're probably not going to go to that state. And this is I think there's going to be a a big um, and a, there's Exodus. well there's going to be some economic downside that's going to be years and years down the road where they're going to be like wow why is nobody moving into our state why, where where did industry go oh they all left because you don't want them to use natural gas and the states close by are going to allow that and. It's it's not any cleaner than their alternatives that they're that they're going to try to use. I mean, the alternative that they want you to use is electricity. But where does all the electricity in Massachusetts come from? It's imported. Well, yeah, two thirds of it is imported by other other states and even other countries. And the rest, guess where it's made from? Natural gas. Almost 80% of the electricity in Massachusetts is made by natural gas. And they want you to stop using it at your home or your business and start using it indirectly through electricity. It just doesn't make any sense. Hey, Massachusetts, uh, go ahead and kind of just take a quick snapshot of what's going on in California. Just saying. You know, if you want to see what what happens with the businesses when you make it an unfriendly environment, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then there's the energy security risk. Yeah, there's big big security. That's yeah, huge. Big security risk. But the other thing is, if you if you're if you don't have access to, let's say, a natural gas or a propane uh, fireplace, and we're talking about Christmas time, New Year's time, and what's a what's what's one of the things everybody likes to turn on it's kind of like a you know it makes you feel good your house is in there you got this fireplace running if you don't have access to that i'm probably just put in a wood burner stove 
Yeah, and that, that's going to do wonders for that, the environment and your clothing. That's that's what I'm saying. This is all going to go backwards. Is we're gonna we're gonna try to mandate all this all this anti gas, and then people are gonna people are gonna look at other ways to still heat their home. And I'll bet you you'll see it an increase in wood wood burning uh, stoves in, in in Massachusetts. Do you really think that they believe all of this stuff is going to happen or are they just putting this out there and seeing how far it can go before the bus gets turned around? Well, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to complain about this because this also affects a lot of the low income people that, that you know, it, the energy costs are going to go up when you take away some of your most affordable energy. And so the, the people that are going to be hit the hardest are those that already are struggling to pay their energy bills. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bunch of people that are going to be sitting around going, man, we have to use this electric heat pump and it costs us a fortune because our electric rates are so high because they're taking away the, the, the biggest producer of electricity, which is natural gas. And they're going to take all that away Everything is going to go up. All of your energy costs, heating your house, cooking, all everything that you do at your house is going to go up. The most people that are going to be affected are going to be the people that can't afford it anyway. Which is, you know, which is the majority of the country and majority of the areas in there in, in New England and Massachusetts that we're talking about. And, you know, there is uh, you and I were having a conversation when it comes to Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Tom and I are not Swifties, but we were talking about Travis Kelsey and everything. It's just we, you have these million and billionaires talking down to people, saying that if certain things happen, if certain politicians get elected, if we don't do this, well, I'm leaving the country. Yeah, you but- don't have any idea what the day-to-day people, the commoners, the rest of us back here on planet Earth are going through on a daily basis. That's where it really needs to come back down to is who who are the people that are really going to be most affected. And and these are the people that seem to not really um, have a voice in the in these decisions. And I hope uh, this doesn't spread to other states or at least they get to experience um, uh, how bad this can be for your state before it comes into into your hometown. Because if this does happen, your energy costs are just going to go up. And the alternatives right now, they're not there. There is no real zero emissions. That 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 is something that that really irritates me a lot. Is when you hear the word zero. This is a zero emission. They try to say net. Yeah, we're net zero. They try to throw that one in there too. Yeah, they just they they say, well, this is a zero emissions. Uh, uh, a way to heat your home. No, it's not. There's no such thing as zero emissions. Everything that we do to create energy creates some type of emissions. And we, there's there's clean there's clean sources of energy, and propane is one of those. Natural gas is one of those. Uh, and then there's there's not so clean. And then there's other there's other ones that have a more economic impact for to being more expensive and then there's some that have a world impact that we talked about last week with batteries and solar panels and all the different emissions that goes into building all those things and nobody really shares what the true emissions of switching from a natural gas or propane to a solar wind or battery um, they don't actually share what those true emissions look like and that's something i think that we really need to consider when, when you're thinking about, you know, trying to make your house or your home or your business uh, cleaner, 
cleaner for the environment, you really got to think about the full cycle emissions of, of what happens, uh, where, where your energy comes from. And we need to do all this before the world turns into a Netflix movie. Yeah, that's exactly. So, so let's let's just pretend that you uh, you've actually seen this show. Okay. Yes, we're referring to uh, <laughs> the new Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke movie, "Leave the World Behind." Uh, it's a story of two families as they fight for survival amid an inexplicable blackout. Only one thing's for sure. Nothing's going back to normal. Technology is mysteriously on the fritz, and the deers around the families in Long Island are, and during their hideout are acting strange. Um, they, they just can't figure out what's going on, and the world goes sideways. Actually, it's probably just going to turn into a documentary. <laughs> it's kind of a stupid show. I, I watched it the other night with my wife, and we were like, what in the world is this? This is a terrible show. But if you do, if you do get a chance, you're bored over, over the holiday weekend, to watch this show. And it, it's, it kind of, it makes sense a little bit. There's a funny part in there where, uh, this is, it's like a cyber attack on the electric grid, uh, and communications. And there's a funny part in there where these autonomous, uh, Tesla's, just start taking off down the highway <laughs> and their their GPS systems are all jacked up and they're just like crashing into each other. This may so already it, be going on. Tesla just got hit with a recall, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> a million a million cars or something just got recalled. Uh. But th- this is this is it, it's kind of funny to watch this show. You're like, man, can you imagine if if all of a sudden we go uh, an, to an all electric world and and something like this actually happens? I mean, we could turn this all back to energy security, and and ha- if that does happen, at least uh, those guys that are running propane or have propane at their house, they could run an electric generator on propane. They can cook. They can cook their food. They can heat hot water. Or they can heat the water. Uh, they can they can do everything that you wouldn't be that nobody else is going to be able to do because they're so dependent on one energy source. And that, and that's kind of been our whole motto for this show is. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Have multiple sources of energy for your family, for your business, and even for your farm. Yes, I mean, this is very important. And by the way, folks, you're listening to The State of Energy, the guy with all the smarts. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. We're always online at thestateofenergy.com. You can listen to past shows, find out about rebates, whatever you like. And we're on Instagram as well, uh, at the State of Energy. So check us out there. And uh, now, Tom, you were uh, just started talking about uh, agriculture. And it's very important about what uh, propane and natural gas can do for farmers. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, we, we talked about energy security at your home. Uh, we kind of joked around about that Netflix show. But there's so many other other areas of our life that we rely on energy and we don't even know it we take it for granted and one of the big ones is the farmer the farmer uses a lot of energy to produce the food that we take for granted you go you can go any you can you can have food delivered in just a in a few minutes you know you get on you get on the DoorDash or uber eats or whatever you like and you can have food delivered to your house and that requires a lot of energy and it's not just electricity there's a lot of gas infrastructure that's consumed to to make everybody's lives comfortable and if we 
if you're going to start taking away all your gas infrastructure, you really got to think about long-term impacts on, on how that, what's that going to look like, um, for your food supply and, and a farmer, uh, needs all the help they can get. And right now we have quite a few farm incentives. Uh, and I think we should discuss that too. Uh, so if any farmers are, are listening, they can reach out, um, and, and tap into some of these incentives that we have. Yeah, because it's so important. I mean, propane can heat barns and shelters for livestock, poultry, and yeah, swine. I guess we're using that word now, swine. <laughs> <laughs> it's also greenhouses for a variety of fruits and vegetables. But yeah, there's all kinds of rebates that are available right now, uh, including propane-powered industrial engines. Yeah, so so you, you're talking about uh, what, what do we use a, an engine for at the farm? Well, a lot of it could be for irrigation. So Let's say, you're, I mean, we need a lot of water and there's a lot of energy that goes into getting the water across the crops. So right now, uh, if you're a farmer, we have uh, $300 per liter of the engine displacement. Uh, so if it's a, uh, I don't know, like a five, a five liter engine, uh, what's it, 1500 bucks? Yeah, that means where'd that go? Yep, 1500 Yeah, so 1500 bucks for your five liter gasoline engine that you're going to switch to propane it's and it's not going to cover the full cost of of switching over but it's going to give you uh it's going to help it's going to help out a lot to get to switch from a gasoline uh dirtier emissioned product to a nice clean propane powered engine that's going to run uh any anything in your at your farm that that uses a gasoline engine including propane powered water heating systems i mean there's two thousand dollar incentive for their for the farmers yeah so a lot of farms use hot water i mean there's a lot of a lot of cleaning uh that that takes place of of different products that need to be cleaned and sterilized before they they ship out so hot water yeah two thousand dollars if you put in a high efficiency water heating system for your production area that's 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 pretty that's that's real money. I mean that's that's going to help the farmer uh, keep that energy security. Also, power generation. So, mm -hmm. if you're a farmer and you're worried about uh, rolling blackouts, brownouts, whatever you want to call them, you need some backup power for your for your farm. You pay up to thirty dollars a kilowatt for your prime power generator. That's that's quite a bit of money too considerable i mean and then there's well this one's my favorite the propane powered flame weed control incentive <laughs> because you, you sent me one of those i actually got in trouble with my hoa <laughs> i was around halloween i was standing on top of the, my wall and waving it around like a rick and morty character <laughs> there was a reason for it but we got a note well and flame flame weed control is is a is a is pretty popular especially when, when you're talking about all this new uh, organic farming and they're trying to reduce the amount of um, pesticides or weed, you know, uh, chemical weed control that people that people use. So this this is for a much larger flame than, than yeah, tractor pulled this flame is, and weed control system. This is, this, okay, is some, this is not this is not Rand standing on a wall, you know, throwing flames into the air on his uh little toy he got from Tom. this is one you're gonna pull behind your tesla it's gonna weed control flames blowing out of the sides of your of your electric uh farm truck yeah and then we're gonna have all this information <laughs> all this can you imagine can you imagine the farmer using an electric 
<laughs> an electric tractor well, for a minute. You know, if you watch some commercials nowadays, you'd believe it's coming. How many do you, how many <laughs> tractors do you think they would need? Because it's it's like, oh, we gotta finish we gotta finish plowing the field or whatever. We gotta take this back and charge it up. Uh-huh. I, I think you would need like three or four extras just to do the do the job. I, I'm not saying the job couldn't be done, but it's not like you can just go fill it up and jump back in the, <laughs> jump back on the field. Anyway, we got off topic there. But yeah, there's there's a there's more money money for that as well. Uh, it's it's fairly easy to get. Uh, you got to be as a as a farmer and invest in uh, propane infrastructure for for your farm. It's pretty simple. Yeah, you got to be at least 18 years of age. You know, provide the appropriate tax ID information um, and be a propane customer in good standing with your fuel supplier. I mean, those are the few of the rules. You can find those rebates. Um, at propane.com under the incentive program under uh, the agriculture um, link. And we're going to have some links uh, actually at the state of um, And then, you know, Hey, we're going into a new year. Why not go to uh, find a propane job.com? Maybe you want to do things different in 2024. Propane's a tremendous industry and uh, you can create quite the life for yourself. Um, I I've seen it firsthand when I hang out with the Clark family in Utah, there's, <laughs> propane propane's quite cool <laughs> we use propane around this country for lots of different things so, you know the, the the residential side the the commercial side the farm side but you know we see all this uh this government push to go clean energy you know one of the the recent things that I, where i was just at where they use propane uh for your national security Oh, the Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, you were there for training. Yeah, I was out there. I was out there a couple weeks ago, and they have, uh, you know, this this facility is is a big, uh, it's a big national defense facility. That's where all the nukes are stored, and they it sounds use, like there's one flying over your head right now. <laughs> I do live next to an Air Force Base. Go yes, I'm sorry. Go they, ahead. <laughs> so this this facility. Uh, I, I go out there every few years and train the the new airmen as they as they rotate through uh, the base. But uh, they have this giant propane facility that's used for backup of their natural gas system because they rely on natural gas so much there to heat all the buildings to to do all the all the things that they do at that base. They use a ton of natural gas, and they they are concerned for their energy security. So the government has purchased this giant propane system and it's so cool. It can be, it can be turned on in just a matter of moments and it'll actually create a synthetic natural gas using the propane right there at those tanks. And it, it goes right into the natural gas line and the whole entire base will, they don't, they wouldn't even know that their natural gas had been interrupted and they can switch over to a clean, affordable, efficient energy just like that. Reliable, reliable. The government uses this uh, because they know how reliable it is and it's a great backup. So, I mean, come on, there's, there's there's a lot of weird things you see out there in the news about gas bans or anti gas this, anti gas that. We use it everywhere in all sorts of our lives and a lot of it we take for granted because it's behind the scenes that we don't get to see and uh, if you're if if you're using propane right now you're you are 
providing clean energy for your family and you're providing energy security. And if you got uh, neighbors that are thinking about uh, doing something with propane, let them know how great how great it is at your house and let everybody else know uh, how great it is for your environment. Yeah, because I'm just saying the U.S. government uses to make sure that, you know, our major nuclear bases are protected. I mean, I'm just saying. Remember for about eight minutes they were talking about trying to move forward with making military vehicles electric? It, it, that seems to be uh, a pretty laughable thing when you go onto these bases and talk about that. <laughs> I make a joke all the time out here where the, these, these jets are flying over my house and I'm like, man, I can't wait until they come out with these electric uh fighter jets it would be really nice i think my property value would go up because it's not shaking my house but you know what (laughs) or you'd have a lot of things falling out of the sky (laughs) i chose to live here i knew what i was getting into when i when i bought the the place i knew it was next to a i knew it was next to an air force base i knew it was loud that is tom clark executive director with rocky mountain propane association my name is randy witt and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com 